Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, it's not often that we start a show kind of talking about financial advisors and you know what it is that uh, the role in financial advising, especially when it comes to retirement income planning, truly is. Uh, a lot of times we'll piecemeal that throughout the show, but today we want to really lean into that. And Brad, you know, you think it's um, a number of years that you've been doing this. And so I, I, I think sometimes it's good to just remind people exactly what it is and how you can actually help them get not only into, but through retirement. Yeah. You know, the word financial advisor is probably subjective enough as it is, mm -hmm. right? I think it's subjective. Enough just, I mean, if you talk to family and friends or other people, right, throughout my career, it's like, I, I don't know, what do you do? Like stocks and bonds, right? Yeah. Which is a fair enough answer, I would think. Um, and I think that's because for, you know, decades and decades and decades, that's, it was stockbroker, right? That was the term, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you hired somebody to place those trades over the, to come up with good ideas, right? And then call you on the phone and tell you you should buy 5,000 shares of what is it? Anacon steel? Right? Yes. <laughs> Just on the spot. I was like, Oh my, am I going to remember this or not yet? Right. So like, that's, that was the, that was the, the industry right now. I had, um, uh, you know, when I first started working in the industry, I worked for this firm and there was a guy there who was kind of telling me, I mean, this is like my first six months in the career. I was like, you know, at some point you, you should specialize in something like you, it's really better for your clients and your career. If you can meet everything to one type of person and, and you don't have to mean a little bit of something to everybody out there, right? Like be a specialist. And that mm -hmm. made a lot of sense for me. But my niche, my whole idea was to make myself a better comprehensive planner that I would be able to offer my clients. Like we do your entire life around you, not just investments. And I'm going to do that better than anybody you come across. Most people you come across are going to do portfolio management Prop, if I'm being honest, there's there's people that are bad at it out there and people that are unscrupulous and sell bad investments. So uh, I certainly am not trying to say that myself or other investment advisors that think we're good, that there's not value there. But it, when, you're, when you're being honest, if you're a good investment advisor and you do things the right way, it's not supposed to be a tremendous difference on the way that I manage a portfolio versus another good portfolio management. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to separate myself by saying, like, I think I, this was just my idea. I think that what people care about in the real world is what should I do with my real estate, Brad? Or how should I think about this? Or like, how am I going to be able to retire someday? Or how do I save money in taxes? And, you know, my kids are going to need this. Or how do I balance going to, you know, sending them to college versus, or wait, do I need a will or a trust? And what happens if we get sick? And that's when I'm having conversations with thousands of people, like that's the real meat and potatoes of what is on people's minds and how you really help their impact their lives, right? Now, I will tell you that this 13, 14 years ago for myself, and not a lot of this chatter was going on in the industry. It was still very investment heavy. If you look up at the world now, if you see every commercial on TV, if you read every, you know, article from now, all the firms of like the light has gone off um, and everybody talks like that now, right? <laughs> like every commercial, everything is about how we will plan for you and plan for you and plan for you and plan for you. So I think that's a great thing because it hopefully means consumers are just going to get better access to advice and better comprehensive services. And it's going to help consumers everywhere from a financial perspective. Maybe it diminishes my marketing and my niche a little bit more, Bruce. I, I don't know, right? I mean, it doesn't differentiate me as much as it did at the start of my career. But again, that's fine by me. That's a good thing. We, you know, even this company alone, we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary. We've helped a couple thousand San Diegans. And that's that's our niche. We eat, sleep, live, breathe retirement planning here. So 
it doesn't really matter what your situation is and what your questions are, you know, and we have people all the time, Bruce, that come in and it's like, Hey, I've got kind of a unique situation here. Like, Hey, this is, this is going to be tricky. Like, here's what we've seen it. We've done it. The yeah, other thing of- I tried to do when I started this company, which was different than other firms I worked at is we will let you come in up to two times with us. You tell us your entire life story. Tell us anything you'd like to tell us the first time we get together, which is essentially, how can we help you? What do you need? And then we'll build you a plan. We do the work. We analyze your taxes. We analyze your investments. Anything that came out of that first get together for us, we're going to give you literally the solutions. That's second mean, there's no cost or obligation for that, of which we always tell people if nobody ever wanted to come back for third meetings or ever wanted to work with us long term or hired us, right? We wouldn't have been able to do that over the years, but we are. And so I think that's kind of how we built our foundation here, Bruce, is the industry has started to morph into this. I think it's a good thing, but a message for all of you listening is if you are working with somebody and every time you ask anything that isn't about the investments themselves, it's kind of a, oh, we don't deal with that. Or, you know, go, go contact your tax advisor for that. Or I'll oh, go contact you. You know, it's a really tough thing to say, right? Because we don't want to be relationship breakers. And many times people do fantastic work, right? For you and you developed a relationship with them and there's loyalty and there's a, well, I wouldn't want to take business away from them. Um, so I'm not suggesting you leap right to that, but I am suggesting that if retirement is very comprehensive, there's a lot of moving parts here. And if things are keeping you up at night, if there's questions that are unanswered, if you're not sure how to map stuff out, if you've never even seen or you don't understand what a retirement plan looks like, at the very least, get a second opinion. If you have somebody else to do that for you, great. If you feel like you need that. And again, we've done this for a couple thousand San Diegans and there's no cost or obligation to do anything with us. Um, you know, Come see if we can help you out. I'll give you our number, which is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. Or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. Brad, the one thing that I think people may not truly comprehend, and again, when we're in the working life, we, we, again, we sleep, we get up, we go to work, we come home. We do, you know, go to sleep and we do it all over again, you know, and in between we're with our family, but you think of retirement and you do have to think of things differently uh, because that money that you've been saving all this time has to last you throughout that retirement. So the moving parts of social security, of tax planning, Medicare, when that comes around, uh, how do I plan for, you know, Medicare part B and all of the, the alphabet soup that comes along with that. And then my will, my trust, uh, property that I have. So you really have a team approach to helping people get through this thing we call retirement. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. You know, so if you look at myself as an example, I'm a certified financial planner, right? So that is in our industry, the highest designation, it's the most work you can do to prove that your specialty in life is all things financial planning, which means I'm an expert at you, which means I'm an expert at kind of building your entire house. I map out your income plan for the rest of your life and know how to map out the very nuances of how inflation will affect it. I know how to minimize your taxes wherever possible and build that into a plan. I know how to map out different world events and economies, what investments make up your plan, right? Like you said, long-term care, all that. But then I've got a kind of a, you know, I'm a baseball player. So if you picture that co- the manager, right, tapping his shoulder, mm-hmm. right, to go to the bullpen yep. when you need a specialist. Go to the righty. Right. You know, I've got a Medicare specialist. His name is Steve. He literally has a company. His name is the Medicare man. I know enough to be dangerous about Medicare. I, you don't want me handling every nuance of why Aetna's plan is different than, you know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, et cetera. We work with CPAs all the time. I can minimize your taxes. I can map everything out for you. By the end of the day, you're still going to need someone to physically do your return for you. And you don't want me doing your tax return. You want somebody who lives and eats, sleeps, breathes tax return. 
all day, right? We have estate planning attorneys we work with. I can tell you all the things you want to know about a will or a trust. Think of me as like the quarterback of the situation, right? Because if you go straight to an attorney, they, they operate in a silo a little bit more. Whereas if you come to somebody like us first and we look at your situation, talk to you about your goals and look at your entire world, and that's what we're trained to do. Then by the time we get to the estate planning piece, we kind of help be that communicator with you and the estate planning attorney. But then they physically do the work. You don't want me writing right the verbiage in your trust, right? You want a trained attorney to do that. So yeah, and not to mention, by the way, how in the world do I have enough time to build your financial plans, meet with my clients, service my clients, study the markets, study the new tax codes, you know, and then do everything else all day, right? So, you know, at our firm, we're lucky enough to have two people, two wonderful ladies at the front desk who will answer the phones, kind of direct traffic to different advisors, put meetings on the calendar so our advisors don't have to. We've got a back office of support people who do all the paperwork and deal with all the companies and make sure money moves from your account, your investment account to your checking accounts when you need to, right? And kind of handle all those things because I you know, no different by the way, Bruce, than I don't want my surgeon taking my intake form, right? <laughs> not exactly. That's not a good usage of a specialist's time, right? So doctor's offices, right? Ideally have different people, that, you know, there's an anesthesiologist, right? That comes in, that's all they do, right? It's, it's, <laughs> that's all I want them to do for that, me. I want know, you to bring that person in yeah. for me when it comes to that part of the equation. So I think those are good. A lot of this is, is, and look, there's a clear bias here, right? If you're, if you're listening to a financial advisor, tell you what you should look for in a financial advisor, right? Like let's, I understand the potential bias from that, but I, I, I really not here. I'm just telling you that I think about this stuff all the time to my career, which is if I was a consumer, like knowing what I know behind the scenes, this is what I think. This is what I would tell any family or friends. Like, Hey, you don't have to use us, but these are the questions you should ask. These are the kind of things you should expect when someone's kind of handling your entire life, right? Which is your, your finances and your retirement and your entire life. And let's face it. And we just have a couple minutes left in this segment, Brad, but taxes is just a huge component. And I never, I, I don't ever want to skip over this taxes. You have to get a handle on or your retirement may not go as smoothly as, as you want it to. Yeah. Look, you're the first IRA 401k generation ever to go into retirement. Mm -hmm. And you're right in this sandwich window of Roths weren't available for you throughout your working years, the way it will be for this generation, right? And when I say this generation, meaning, you know, 30 year olds, right, right, going forward. So if you talk to anybody, if anybody who was 90 years old, right out there, they didn't have 401ks and IRAs at all, nope. which means their money didn't come out taxable as ordinary income, which means if our federal government changes the tax rates, it didn't affect their money in the way it'll affect yours. And future generations might have Roth IRAs and other things, which means it could be all tax-free for them, and they won't have tax risk at all if that's how they choose to save their money by the time they get to retirement. You're kind of stuck in this window where the debt in our country is out of the control, right, and let alone underfunded Social Security and everything else. And tax rates are, in my opinion, going to change, and you're kind of sitting in this window. You could be blindsided by this. And I'm telling you, I've run enough plans that a 5% increase on your yearly taxes can really really eat away for a lot of people. And that doesn't even include how you plan for inflation and everything else. So there's kind of two elements of tax planning here. One is within your investments, how do you be tax efficient, right? Do tax efficient things with your investments. And the other part is just kind of how you take your money out in retirement and what you do and what future tax laws look like and, you know, make sure you don't get caught off guard there. So look, uh, you know, I'll give you the number here. It's 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. 7878. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com and reach out to us that way. That's epsteinandwhite.com. As I've mentioned, we've been doing this just at this company for over a decade. We eat, sleep, live, breathe, retirement planning. There's literally no cost or obligation to meet with us twice. So 
worst case scenario, you get a bunch of answers that have been keeping you up at night from trained professionals to do this. Uh, it's not so bad, not a bad worst case scenario. So we're proud to say that not everybody needs to work with a financial advisor long-term. We don't expect just because people come in that they're signing some sort of paperwork or it's just as simple as worst case scenario, as I put it, right? You have a couple of meetings and you're, you know, I can't promise it right legally. So don't worry, <laughs> compliance out there. But uh, we ask every time we've asked a couple thousand people, hey, was it worth it to come in? Did you learn something? And the answer is pretty much always yes. And, and that's why we do this. So 888-564-7878. He's Brad White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. We'll continue with more right after this. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, we have good news. Hi, this is Brad White from Epstein & White, and we have an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware Statutory Trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Epstein & White, you'll be working with a team of professionals who can help you strategically sell your highly appreciated property while still enjoying the benefits of investing in real estate and potentially deferring the gains on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more by calling 858-564-8036 or visit us online at epsteinandwhite.com. Investment advisory services offered through Epstein & White Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. DSD investments carry risk, are only available to accredited investors and considered illiquid investments. Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, long-term care, do you understand it? And if your answer is, heck, I don't even know what it is, then you probably ought to perk up here because there's some new in-force laws on long-term care, Brad, and you and I were talking you know, uh, before the show. And, you know, I, this is something that I, I hadn't heard of, but this is why you eat, sleep, live, breathe retirement income planning. And you know about this stuff. Yeah. So this is the don't kill the messenger part of the show. Okay. <laughs> point that out there. Cause for those of us in California, get ready for another potential law being passed with another potential tax being passed. And this one centers around long-term care. So you make a good point, though, not to gloss over what is long-term care. Long-term care is when you can't do two of the six acts of daily living. So eating, breathing, incontinence, going to the bathroom by yourself. It's basically... Feeding yourself, yeah. Yeah. You've got a... This isn't a hospital trip. Like when right. you get sick and need to go to the doctors or you have a quick hospital, that's Medicare, right? This is like... It's kind of the title, right? It's a longer you know, term care event you know, stroke or Alzheimer's, right? Or just you age, right? Eventually we get to deeper and we just can't do these things for ourselves anymore. And so the question is, do you get care at home or do you go to a facility? That's long-term care, right? It's not something Medicare pays for anymore. And it's incredibly expensive and incredibly more likely that more and more of you will have at least something happen to you in your lives because of modern medicine and us living older and not passing away during our lives on things that people used to and it getting into advanced ages. Yeah, no, an important statement you said there, Medicare doesn't cover it. I mean, they might cover like three days and then, you know, you're on your own. So that's why people, I think people labor under assumptions all the time. Oh, Medicare is going to cover that. Well, yeah. <laughs> you might want to check into it. And there is Medi-Cal, which is Medicaid in every mm -hmm. other state, right? Mm -hmm. And essentially... 
first of all, you think Social Security is underfunded, right? It doesn't hold a candle to Medicaid across the, the country. So think what you want there. Um, and another question is, you know, do you want to be in a Medicaid facility or a Medi-Cal facility in the beds? And, and that's not where I'm a huge expert at, so I don't want to go too far down sure, that rabbit sure. hole. But it's, it's a question of, yes, if you have, but you have to spend down your assets first. So you basically have to impoverish yourself before you're eligible for something like that. There are advanced ways and attorneys that may help those of you, by the way, kind of protect some assets, you know, in advance to avoid that. And if you're interested in that, by the way, if it's like, hey, mom or dad, you know, I don't want them to lose the entire estate um, if they need care or I don't want us to do that someday, you know, reach out and give us a call. We can kind of point you in the right direction for that. 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. Or just go to EpsteinandWhite.com. That's EpsteinandWhite.com. And again, that would also apply in that surviving spouse situation, too. I mean, you think of if you're married, uh, you don't want to have to go impoverished to even, but you want your loved one to be cared for. So how are you going to take care of something? It's a great point. And that really hits spouses between the eyes when we talk about that, which is okay. Here's like, here's your plan. We have a retirement plan. And then we show up what happens if something happens to one of you or both of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not going to happen at the exact same time, most likely. Right. It happens to somebody first, by the way, guys, it's more often happening to something us first. And then that leaves our wives afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right. By themselves. That's just statistically what happens more, not obviously every time, but more often than not. And so you make a great point. We'll show a plan. Hey, you've exhausted so much of your assets on this first person that now something happens to sex person, they're impoverished. And the laws are different as far as, you know, married couples can have up to like 125,000 in protected assets and a home of any value, but a single person can only have 2,000 in a checking account. And you want to talk about horrible pieces of news you get if you've never learned this stuff. It's like when you're actually dealing with this, you know, and let's say you're the kids and you're helping mom and dad and somebody went through care for a couple of years and you were told that the house is fine or the 125 grand is fine. And now all of a sudden, you know, mom or dad passes away. And then you get a letter that says, you know, Hey, if you want to keep using Medi-Cal, you have to sell your house or spend down the rest of your assets. I mean, mm. it's, you don't want to be finding that stuff out in real time, no. obviously. So I'm glad we kind of use that. Let's go towards this new law, right? Which is the piece of news. So in summary, there are some States now pushing for a law that says that people who have not purchased their own private long-term care insurance policy, that you'll have a new payroll tax of 58 cents on every $100 you earn. So in other words, 0.58%. Washington recently already passed this, and it's supposed to start in, you know, like right now in July. California is expected to follow suit and have a similar program before 2025. Um, there's, and like I said, some other states as well. And this new tax would expect be expected to essentially help fund, you know, the Medicaid or in our, our state, the Medi-Cal program. So think of it this way. They're going to say, look, you can buy your own long-term care policy. And that way we know that if you have this event someday, you can pay for it and it won't fall on the state. Or we're just going to start charging you extra money, which will basically help fund a state program. And essentially each person that was paying into that would have a state fund with uh, up to 36500 in lifetime long-term care benefits. So it's kind of like, hey, you could just pay some payroll taxes and then someday you'll have this kind of state fund that has some benefits for you. Or you just can opt out of that and just buy your own private policy, which is why I said this is the don't kill the messenger part of of the show. Mm -hmm. Now, there's so many devils in the details there that's not there. So I don't even want to go into too much more than that. Uh, You know, another question here is, you know, even if this law didn't exist, right, should you buy a long term care policy for yourself? Always a great question and one you probably get posed to you all the time. Yeah. And look, if you have questions on this, you know, reach out and give us a call. 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878, or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. 
at sabstinwhite.com. We really think we're we're a great resource for this because we we look at it from a full financial planning perspective. And what that means is that there are plenty of times we don't recommend insurance. If you go to someone who only specializes in long-term care insurance, my fear is everybody's gonna they're gonna recommend, right? That you need long-term care insurance. If you deal with somebody who doesn't deal with this at all, they're not gonna be able to know whether or not you need long-term care insurance. So we like to think that we have a nice background here of yes, we're very knowledgeable in long-term care, long-term care insurance, but also it's just a piece of an overall financial plan. And it's it's not like an agenda or objective of ours, you know, to sell an insurance for the sake of doing it. How you know whether you should do it or not. Well, part of it is just your goals and your attitude on something. So if you like the idea of saying, hey, no matter what happens to myself or my spouse someday, it's not going to crush our assets or our inheritances or things like that, you know, maybe something to look into. Um, there's certain types of long, and especially if you have, you know, kids and legacy goals and you don't want to drain an estate for them, then it's really something you should look into. You are more likely to need long-term care insurance than you are fire insurance or car insurance or anything else. You know, that's another weird way to look at it, but it's 100% true. And yet people don't question buying those things and don't really want well, to look at long-term care. And states legislate the, to drive a car, you have to have car insurance. And yeah, yeah. So usually that, the that. bank, if you're going to have a loan on a house, you have to have homeowner's insurance. So it, it, it goes along with that. Yeah, it's it's such a broad subject, and I don't, we don't have time necessarily on here to, to go over every part of it. But you know, I think of it in terms of, hey, if you said someday, hey, look, if we mapped out a retirement plan and we said, hey, if this happened to you and you and your spouse, this is how much of your assets you would drain down or you, what you'd have to sell your house or something along those lines. And if my clients say, that's we're perfectly comfortable with that. Like, that's just what will happen if it happens to us. Okay. You don't need long-term care insurance. Sometimes we're in a plan that says, hey, even if you were willing to do that, you don't have enough. It'll crush you. And you'll end up in a medical bed after you spend on all your assets. Whereas if you bought a long-term care policy that looked like this, this is how it would help. And maybe that means somebody wants to do that. So- it's a pretty um, nuanced conversation for sure. But again, we're happy to have it with you if you need help there. 888-564-7878 or go to epsteinandwhite.com. All right, Brad. So let's talk about, um, you know, pensions in the last couple of years have gotten a lot of attention. We're seeing across the United States a number of companies wanting to get out of the pension business. So they're offering lump sum buyouts. And as people... You know, you, that's this isn't just like a hair trigger decision you need to make. Pensions are something you need to really sit down with someone and talk through that because if you still have one, you want to use it to your benefit. And what is the best way to do that? Well, I certainly don't know it, but I know that my good friend Brad White does. Yeah. And so one of my advisors just had a meeting with um, a newer client. She's retiring and she is offered a pension um, from her company, which has two choices, right? The monthly lifetime income mm -hmm. option, kind of the traditional pension, or, hey, here's just one lump sum. And that's becoming very standard too. Companies would love to get you off their books and not have to pay you out for the rest of your life. When your company first funded your pension, if you worked at a company like she did for 30 years, like they never dreamed you would live this long back then. And then interest rates would, oh, granted, a little higher now, but for a long time, right? They were low. They just loved the idea of not having to pay you out forever and give you a lump sum. So she loved the idea of the monthly income. Like that's what she envisioned all these years. And that's what the pension in her mind was. She has one son. She loves the son. Hated the idea of this concept of that she learned. Oh, hey, if I take the income option and I pass away, like poof, he gets nothing. So she was thinking, you know, most likely I'm going to just take the lump sum. I'll roll it over and invest it. And we just wanted her to know that there is an alternative, alternative, excuse me, option here. So we say, hey, look, you can roll your money over, take the lump sum, roll it over to your IRA, and then you just buy a private pension, right? Which is a lifetime income annuity. 
this one particular one that we showed her, and by the way, this is not saying, you know, you should go out and buy an annuity or this or that. I'm just showing an example of this annuity adds a 10% bonus day one. It grows 10% in year one. So it kind of adds 20% of the value within a year and then pays out a 6% payout because she's 60 years old. It would be higher pay it off if she was older. So the 500,000 turns into a little bit over 600,000, which turns into a little bit more than a 3,000 a month lifetime pension. But the difference in those kind of private income annuities is that it's fully inheritable all along the way also. So God forbid she passed away day one, like poof, like that whole 500K is still inheritable to her son. Now, obviously, that value should be going down, you know, little by little over mm -hmm. time because she's taking 3,000 a month out all along the way. No different than anything else. If it ever goes to zero, she still has to get paid that income, the three grand a month if she lives to 110 years old. But also it helps solve RMDs for her. Whereas if she takes the company pension, you get the income, but it doesn't solve for RMDs either. So it doesn't mean it's a good idea. There are plenty of times we will do an analysis and the company pension you're getting is a better deal and you should take that one. There are other times where you don't even need the income. You should roll your money over and not buy any annuity or do anything. You should invest it in a portfolio. Um, so I want to be very clear. I'm just, this was just a concept of for those of you that have this pension and kind of like the monthly income option, but don't like the lack of inheritability option, you can essentially get the best of both worlds just by taking one extra step of a rollover. Because guess what your company's doing? Your company is going to an insurance company and buying an annuity behind the scenes, and that's how they're paying you out. So the only difference here is that you rolled it over and just bought it yourself, right? And then gave yourself the pension forever, but it's inheritable that way along the way. So something to think about. Any questions on that? You know, 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com and reach out to us that way. That's epsteinandwhite.com. While you're on epsteinandwhite.com, remember to click on the education tab. Brad and the team put together a wealth of great guides, including on Social Security, on tax planning, on the five steps to a successful retirement. Find those guides at epsteinandwhite.com. Click on the education tab. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. Brad and I will continue with more right after this. Chances are your company-sponsored 401k plan is your single largest investment. But how much do you know about how yours works? And did you know that if you're 59 and a half or older, you can take control of managing your 401k? Call Epstein & White at 858-564-8036 to learn more. At Epstein & White, we create plans and strategies to help people manage their 401k assets. Because when you transition from the accumulation phase to the distribution phase of your savings, it takes a whole different strategy. 401ks offer great tax advantages in your working years, but can trigger big tax bills when you start taking withdrawals. By nature, 401k plans are designed for a younger and more risk-tolerant workforce, not someone close to or in retirement. Your 401k plan helped you get to retirement. Now, let Epstein & White help you get through retirement. Call 858-564-8036 to schedule a free 401k review or go online to epsteinandwhite.com. Investment advisory services offered through Epstein & White Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein & White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein & White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. You can reach Brad and the team at 888-564-7878, 888-564-7878 on the web. It's epsteinandwhite.com, where they live, eat, sleep, breathe retirement income planning. All right, so... Let's talk inflation because 
I, you know, people may have one theory thought or whatever. Maybe they're listening to the Wilson over the fence or the, you know, the, the gal at the grocery store. And um, let's, let's get the brass tacks on inflation. Where are we right now? It's cooling. If you look at inflation like just today, mm-hmm. is it in a place where the Fed wants it, in a place that all of us want it? No. Right? In a vacuum, it's not. Is it about half as bad as far as the pace of increase? Is it half as bad as it was this time last year? Yeah. That's true also, right? It hit over 8%, right? Not, did it touch 9, am I remembering? Right. Or, yeah, it was like 8.7, 8. 8. 8.8. Yeah. yeah, right in there. And what, it's four, right? Four and change now mm-hmm. as far as the pace of increase. So it's not where it wants to be. It, look, I mean, you remember us doing shows a year, a year and a half ago. I remember being on CBS where I was doing a lot of repeat segments about this and people would, you know, the word transitory, right? Inflate. Is it transitory? Yeah. Is it right. transitory? And I would say potentially it is, but you have to understand that transitory in economic terms still means a couple years. I think that's bearing out to a degree you know, we're what about, I would say a good year and a half really, you know, into kind of where inflation started picking up. So if you think about another year and a half or so probably to go um, on this kind of quest the Fed has, you know, that's maybe a six months or a year longer than we would have hoped when we first used the word, but that's really what transitory always means in economic terms. It just feels a lot longer in human being terms, right? As we live our lives um, and go through this. So it's, it's not easy, but it's cooling. The Fed paused right recently. It doesn't mean they won't do a little bit more, but at a slower pace. My message still is more on retirees taking advantage of this little period of time where interest rates are higher. If you look historically, and those of you, I mean, you shouldn't, I should, this shouldn't be hard for me to paint this picture. You just lived through 13 years of really low interest rates where you couldn't make any money. So for those of you that are conservative investors that don't want to risk your retirement funds, the fact that you can make over 5% completely guaranteed, right, based off the ability of choosing the right companies, right? Mm -hmm. When I say guaranteed, right? But completely guaranteed investments where you're making over 5%, that's net of any fees with no risk. And if you compare that historically, you know, I don't want people to miss out on that window. Sometimes people get greedy, you know, five years ago, if you had told somebody, hey, you can make five, five and a half percent guaranteed, they would have been thrilled. Now, if the fact that it's there, sometimes like, well, can I make six and a half or seven? You're like, oh God, like, no, like, let's just, (laughs) let's take what we said, right? Was good all along. If you look historically at the last, you know, I did this analysis, uh, you know, I think a couple months ago at this point, we talked about it on the show, right? If you look at just the stock market, the S&P 500, what you really earned on a compounded basis, it was like 6.2 or 6.3%, you know, over a 20 something year period, you know? So, you know, you, you get these ads or you hear people that tell you eight or 10% or something. It's not, it's not like you can't make that, but as a retiree, if, if you, you should be running a retirement plan, if you can make 5% of your money forever, net of any fees compounded, like you should be thrilled. So if you don't know where to find those investments or what the best version is of safer investments or how to take advantage of interest rates or how that, you know, what kind of liquidity do you need in your plan or does it work better in your IRA or your non-IRA or, you know, I like the idea of that, Brad, but do I have to change any of my current investments or which ones of mine should I change? Um, you know, those are all the appropriate questions to ask despite of everything I just said. Um, reach out, give us a call and we'll, we'll happily, you know, tell you what options we see fit out there, not just in general, but we'll, we'll look at your situation. We'll ask you some questions and then we'll design it for you. Our number is 888-564-7878, or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. And remember on epsteinandwhite.com, Brad and the team have put together a myriad of guides. There's one on market volatility that I want to draw your attention to. All you have to do is click on the download the guide. You enter your name and your email address, downloadable PDF to you. You can find it on the education tab at epsteinandwhite.com. 
Well, Brad, I know we've we've talked about it before, and we'll certainly talk about it again in the future. The debt ceiling. We kick the can down the road, I guess, to just get past the next election, and then we'll deal with it. Um, and it's what we Where see. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> I do want to point. This is so funny. I just have a real quick sound clip. You know, I played for you some before when we were talking about this a few weeks back, but this was John Boehner in 2013, and he said, we must get a long-term plan. There should be no long-term increase in the debt limit until there's a long-term plan to deal with the fiscal crisis that faces our country. And here we are again. Same song, different verse. That aged well. <laughs> it did. I mean, that's 2013, um, and it's crazy. Can you go ahead and save that clip for our 2033 show? Oh, that we're gonna absolutely. Do I've got I've got tons. I mean, I can play you <laughs> William Roth uh, that, you know, again, we're not going to default, but we have to find an answer. And that was 1996. I mean, it's just crazy how we keep kicking the can down the road, saving it for the next. Well, it's our political system, right? It I mean, is. Who wants to get elected right now telling people you're going to have to cut something or increase a tax on something right in order to fund the social security thing so fair, fair. it's just human nature but it's, we it's, have it's to deal you know it's social a, security flawed, has to it's be it's a flawed political with. system in that regard right as far as what's going to win you an election mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's unfortunately what i gotta get elected again okay well let's how about let's worry about it right because social security has to be dealt with at some point in time whether that's raising the minimum age from 62 to, I don't know, I'm just going to pick a number, 65, or that's when you could start taking it. I, I think at some point in time, those who are, let's say, 40 years old today, they're going to probably have an adjusted age. We have and, to do and, something. And we, and we should, right? That's yes. more my age group. We should. It should not impact my retirement plan if you tell me today that I get Social Security at 72 as opposed to 67. Sure. I have a lot of time to plan for that. And actuarially speaking, I'll be projected to live five years longer than people who are 30 or 40 years older than me. Right. You know, again, actuarially speaking overall, you know, God willing for me. But so look, we punted on the debt ceiling again, right? But yep. my social security is is without question a part of this long term. I am a firm believer that if you are already in your mid, late 50s, certainly 60 or older, um, whatever changes happen in social security, it's not going to affect you. They're just, that's not where they're going to start. It's already hard enough to get anything done, as we just talked about. It's not going to be <laughs> mutiny on the streets of just physically taking paychecks away from people. The only thing I could ever see is if if you are very wealthy in retirement, that they might withhold some of that for people even you know at some point in the future. I don't think they'll start there, but I, I will give you that if you're very wealthy. In which case, take it as soon as you can in retirement and, and just leverage it. The bigger problem with this long-term debt ceiling for me by far is the future of taxes. Mm-hmm. And this is where I don't want this to lull you into complacency because um, this is definitely the number one issue that scares me in the long run with our country right now is just this this debt. It's I'll read some of these stats again. Our debt has tripled since 2009, you know, at $32 trillion or so. And you did casually, it's tripled. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's 14 cr- years, right? Oh it's In 14 God. years, it's tripled. Like, wow. it's actually unbelievable. That's um, crazy. Our government runs a deficit of nearly a trillion dollars every year since 2001. So we spend a trillion more every year than we have for 22 years. Our debt to GDP ratio was 35% in 1980. It was 58% in 2000. Now it's over 120%. Last time our debt to GDP ratio got even close to this high was coming out of World War II. That's a much more logical reason, right, why you'd get into debt is a world war. Tax rates were unbelievably higher. Yes, there was more tax loopholes and deductions and things, but I always note that by the time you reached 14,000 in income, 
and as a married couple in 1944, you were paying 50% taxes. And I continue to say, I don't think that in a couple of years, they're just going to all of a sudden change your 24% bracket to be 50 or 60. I think that's uh, hyperbolic. And I, you know, look, if our political system remains even somewhat close between Democrats and Republicans, there's just no way anything that extreme will ever happen. Concessions right have to get made to somewhere in the middle. But I find it hard to believe that at some point tax rates won't be at least modestly higher for you. And when I say modestly higher, you know, if you're bringing in 80 grand, 100 grand, 150 grand in retirement and you've got a decent amount of IRA income, that's you. And if you look at your taxes every year, if they go up by five or seven percent, I mean, and I run you a 30 year retirement plan. Sometimes it literally equals hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars less, right, that you, your net worth has over the 25, 30 years. So I continue to say that if there was things that you should be doing, whether that's Roth conversions or just getting a handle of planning ahead for future RMDs and things like that, that it's a multi-year process, right, where you want to chip away at it. So I continue to say that don't let this little debt ceiling kind of punting lull you to complacency of like, oh, I'll just deal with it then. Um, it's not really how it works. It's like for anybody that had a variable mortgage the last few years, and we were like, hey, you should refinance that thing and lock it in. It's like, mm -hmm. ah, now that interest rates are higher, it's too late. And there'll be a, a solid, I think, faction of people where that happens to when it comes to taxes, the same way that it caught people off guard, right, with interest rates. And that's that's where my number one fear is right now. And I think another part of this that scares me is that when we're facing this debt ceiling right now, we're doing it in a period when interest rates are already high. Like when interest rates skyrocketed in the 1970s and early 80s, we just talked about it, our debt to GDP ratio was like 35%. So the cost of interest that went up didn't crush that big of our budget. Mm -hmm. Now, if our debt to GDP ratio is 120%, and a lot of that comes due in the next five to seven years, how are we going to roll that much debt over at even higher rates? So, you know, again, I think we've got a perfect storm here of debt and debt to GDP ratio that's higher than it's ever been. The only other time it was that high and how we neutralized it was crazy high taxes. And the only other time we faced interest rates skyrocketing, like we saw this last year and a half, was when debt was low and now it isn't. So, yeah, I've got a lot of concern on this, especially if you have IRAs as the big part of your wealth, which, by the way, is another unique thing right now, right, for retirees. Their IRAs didn't exist back in 1970s and 1980s, right, or any of these other times that we talked about. They didn't exist, certainly, in 1944, right? You know, they weren't, you could have non-qualified money, you know, that wasn't taxed at ordinary rates. So I'm not saying there's one perfect solution for everybody, but I'm certainly saying that if I'm in your shoes, and I've got a decent amount of IRA monies. I'm very much right now trying to start mapping out what this may look like or what I can do before a lot of this debt of our country starts to really hit the tidal wave wall and what that may mean for your taxes. So give us a call if you need help with this and you want us to map this out. That's 888-564-7878. It's 888-564-7878. And always go to epsteinandwhite.com and reach out to us that way. That's epsteinandwhite.com. Epstein & White is a trade name. All services provided by Epstein & White investment professionals are provided in their individual capacities as investment advisor representatives of Mercer Global Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor principally located in Denver, Colorado, with various branch offices throughout the United States doing business under different trade names, including Epstein & White. All expressions of opinions reflect the judgment of the speakers as of the date of recording and are subject to change. 
Some of the research and ratings and articles discussed come from third parties that are not affiliated with Mercer Advisors or Epstein and White. The information discussed is believed to be accurate but is not guaranteed or warranted by Mercer Advisors. The information provided in this show does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments discussed. Forecasts, projections, and other forward-looking statements are not a reliable indicator of future performance. Actual events, results, or performance may differ materially from those reflected or contemplated. This show is being provided for educational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation or solicitation to buy, sell, or hold any particular security or to engage in any particular investment strategy. No portion of this discussion should be construed as tax or legal advice. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. An annuity's guarantee is subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. This radio show is a paid placement.